Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Will Haycox, and joining me is my co-host, Gabe O'Sullivan. We're men who suffer the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who've traveled the same journey. What's up, Gabe? Hey, man. How you doing today? Doing pretty well. Happy to be here. Happy to be recording another episode. Uh, this hopefully will be the wrap-up to our latest series, and we can get into another one. And I'm always excited to start some new stuff. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, so let's just jump right into it. Um, the last one that we did in this series, we talked about God being sovereign over evil. Uh, we talked about what that means, how we can have confidence in it. We threw a lot of verses at you, uh, but basically it came down to the fact that you know God is so powerful, so wise, that he's sovereign over evil, and that even when it happens, he can bring good things from it. And, uh, you know, those may not be things that we can see and we can understand, but we can have confidence through what we read in the Bible. And, you know, those of you who have been fortunate enough to have bad things happen in your life and you've suffered evil, but then you've seen God bring something good from it, you can take confidence in that. And really the last point where we ended last time, you talked about just the most evil thing that had ever happened was Jesus' death on a cross, that, you know, he was the only perfect, innocent man he lived a perfect life. He loved others. He cared for others. And still, the Pharisees and the Jews sent him to the cross. They crucified him. And he took on our sins, and he took on the punishment for our sins. And so that was the most evil and unjust thing to ever happen. Yet still, God took that evil and turned it around and brought the greatest good from it, which is you know, ultimate. The, made, ultimately, he made it possible for unworthy sinners, for people who you and I, Gabe, and and hopefully some of you guys are listening. Also, you know, we rightly deserve to go to hell, and Christ died for us, and that good was brought out of His death. So, you know, we could just have confidence that God is sovereign over evil, and you know, we can take comfort in that. So that's kind of where we wrapped up. Um, yeah, you know, and, I'm, and I'm super excited about these verses that you're gonna that you've got yeah. written down here today for us to. To bring them up, man. So yeah, go ahead and let's get into Romans five, and then you got some Romans eight verses here too, which are really good that speak exactly to what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, if you guys are out there and you're looking <clears throat> for something to read in the Bible, Romans is good. It's deep, but it's great. So yeah, I mean, like Gabe just said, you know, what what's next? What, what are we going into here? So I'll just get into Romans five verses one through five. It talks about you know how our suffering is not for nothing. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by this faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of glory of God of the glory of God. Not only that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us powerful man yes sir one of my favorite uh groups of verses right there i mean this there's just so much you could take from that verse we could spend the rest of the episode just on each of those verses but as a whole that passage tells us that you know christian suffering produces hope and hope in christ never put us to shame and you know basically you can say that another way you know suffering isn't pointless suffering uh isn't something that you just go through with no no sense, no rhyme, no reason. You know, the, a Christian suffering 
is to refine him, to make him more like Christ, and to point him towards Christ. And so, you know, talking about the loss of a child here, you know, going through that is one of the worst things that you will ever feel and one of the worst things you'll ever experience. It's something you'll never get over, you'll never forget it. But when your child dies and you choose to come to Christ and not turn away from him and allow yourself to be comforted by him, by his word, and by the work of the Holy Spirit, ultimately it talks about there, it will produce endurance because you're having to get through you know, one day and then the next day and then the next day. And you only do that successfully through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it also produces character. Again, that's, you know, you're you're able to get through those days, not because, hey, I'm just white knuckling it and I'm just, you know, I'm just going to go through work. I'm not going to think about it and I'm going to come home and I'm going to drink a six pack, you know, and I just, I got through the day. But you're producing character because you're relying on the Lord and the Lord is refining you, making you more like him. And then that character that you are relying on the Lord produces hope and you understand where your hope comes from, you know, who is the author of your faith, and you understand the truth that your your son or your daughter is in heaven, and you can have confidence in that. And I think that the thing we would need to remember here is that this is a progression, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't say, and we rejoice in our suffering and and that and then that doesn't immediately go to this hope in the glory of God, right? There's that progression of we rejoice in our suffering. Why? Because we know that suffering produces endurance. So we have to say, okay, well that must be a good thing mm-hmm. to have endurance built into our lives. And then that endurance produces character. Okay, so it's good to have to be made to endure because then that's building a good character. And then that character from that character is where we where we get that hope. So mm-hmm. so I say that to say you gotta be patient mm-hmm. with the process, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not Michael Jordan wasn't Michael Jordan when he was fourteen years old that that we that we know him, you know, today, mm-hmm. right? Like there was a process of him working out and practicing and developing, you know, his killer instinct, et cetera, et cetera, that made him into the person that we, and the basketball player that we know, and that was a process. And mm-hmm. this situation is going to be a process too, if you allow it to be. Yeah, I mean, I was going to go the same place. That's where my mind went to for an analogy was the NBA, you know, like a little later than Michael Jordan. <clears throat> if you look at like the, was it like the late 2000s, early 2010s, the Philadelphia 76ers, they were like, hey, we're not any good. We don't have anybody that's any good. After the AI era, then they trade everybody away, and they're just like, we're going to be the worst team ever in history so we can get a great pick. Mm. And they did it for, like, what, six years? Like, they got somebody good. They drafted number one or number two. I don't remember how it worked. They got, uh, I don't know, what's his name? Um, a couple guys from Kentucky, like Jalil Okafor, a couple guys like that. So they get good guys, but then they keep getting – they keep – being bad they're like they hold some of the records for like the worst seasons ever in history they won like 12 games out of 82 one year 14 games or something but like you said to bring it back around it's not something that they could just say all right we want to be a good franchise again we want to be good enough to win championships let's just flip this switch and suddenly hey now we're good enough to be champions they had to go through a process of suffering they had to the whole quote that i you know you probably heard gabe but 
uh, depending on when you listen to this, you may not have heard, but trust the process. Yeah. It was like, hey, what does that mean? It means we have to go through, quote unquote, suffering in the sense that our team is going to be bad for a period of time so that the way the structure is set up, you get a better pick, you can theoretically draft a better player. And then as that player develops and trusts the process, then they get better, the team gets better. And now they're, they have Joel Embiid, they have a bunch of other players, and I think he's like leading in MVP conversations right now. So uh, flawed example for sure, it's just basketball. But just like you said, Gabe, you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, you know, these guys didn't just roll basketball out on the floor. Steph Curry is a more current example, I guess. He doesn't just roll the basketball out on the floor and suddenly he picks it up and he can yeah. shoot. Fifty percent from three or forty percent from three. Twelve hundred like shots. He a has day. to. Yeah, I mean, twelve hundred shots. Hundreds. And you talk about Kobe's work ethic. How like mm-hmm. he goes to the gym at three or four in the mm-hmm. morning and then he plays a game. And if they lose, even if they win, he stays after and he might shoot five hundred or a thousand shots after a game just because he's frustrated he didn't shoot as well as he wanted to. So if you're not a basketball fan, you're probably tired of us talking about basketball. But same thing goes for Tom Brady. Whether you like him or you hate him. Tom Brady didn't wake up one day with the most athletic gifts, and he just said, I'm going to be the greatest quarterback in the world. And then he just went out and did it. Like mm. He had to – there's so many things about his you know, work ethic, his intensity, his avocado diet or whatever it was. Like, he doesn't even eat sugar. He eats avocado ice cream or whatever it was, you know, which sounds gross, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, the point still stands, what Gabe said. This is not an immediate thing. You lose your child. You turn around and you're like, you pray one prayer, Lord, this was tough, but, you know, I'm going to be a better Christian through this. I'm going to trust you more through this. You say one prayer and then you open your eyes and suddenly the pain is mm, gone. Like that's right. that's not going to happen to anybody. Mm. It wouldn't have happened to, to Paul or to Peter or any of the super Christians you can think of, you know, the ones that were closest to God. They went through suffering. They went through pain. <clears throat> you know, they talk about in the Bible, Paul says, you know, we despaired even to death. And so, like, he was in prison. He was punished. He was tortured. And he didn't just, like, shrug it off and say, yeah, you can't hurt me. Can't face me. I know what's happening. Like, he did in a sense. He said, you know, he he expressed that it doesn't matter what they do to his body because he knows where he's going when he dies. But that doesn't mean he just ignored his sufferings. He felt the pain. And he trusted the Lord through it, became more like Christ, and that enabled him to be a faithful servant and to honor the Lord. And, you know, he wrote, what, a third of the New Testament, maybe more than that. Mm -hmm. So that's that's our model, whether you want to look at it for a NBA perspective, a NFL perspective, a Christian perspective, historical Christian perspective. You know, you can't just get good at something. You can't just get through something without going through a process. And, and learning and being patient. And I think, too, you know, one definition of success, because this is not a success podcast mm-hmm. necessarily, but trying to have you help you have success in, in life and in overcoming this, you know, these tragedies or any difficulty that you might have went through in life. And just we want to be help men be better men, right? That's what mm-hmm. we're trying to be, and that's what we're hoping this will do. And so, anyway, one definition of success that I've heard before is the constant realization or pursuit of a worthy ideal Mm. so that right there tells us that success is not achieving some end goal because if you achieve it 
then what's the rest of your life going to be like sad and disappointing and like mm-hmm. uh, worthless because you, Oh man, I got to that mountaintop. And mm-hmm. you know, like if you're a business person, Oh, I made a million dollars this year. That's what I always shot for. And you're 40 years old. And now you're like, well, daggum, what am I going to do the rest mm-hmm. of my 80 years of life? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, success is the constant realization of a worthy ideal or the constant pursuit of a worthy ideal, meaning that, Success comes in the process. Success comes in the happening, mm. you know, in the road that we're traveling. That's where we find success. And that that should drive you in business or in life to be like, okay, I'm successful because I'm making strides towards this worthy ideal. A worthy ideal is something that we may never attain, right? And that's what mm. Paul says probably in his in one of his books, right? He says, not that I have obtained all this, but the one thing I do, forgetting what is behind I, I strain towards what is ahead, you know, and uh, forgetting what is behind, I strain towards what is ahead. And so that's what we're trying to say here, too, is that in a, in a situation like like child loss or whatever kind of loss, whatever kind of heartache you may have gone through, certainly we relate this podcast mainly to, to that, is that we can glory we can have hope in we can be encouraged by the fact that just like you said earlier the suffering is not for nothing Mm -hmm. like there's a there can be a purpose to make us better to refine us to make us more like the lord and to develop our um honestly our our character Mm -hmm. Uh, and that that's good because what does that do that leads us hopefully to be more like christ Mm. And so that kind of goes right to your next point there. Where it says, hope in Christ will never let us down or put us to shame because it's making our identity being found in Christ. Mm-hmm. Our identity is not going to be in our circumstance. Our identity is not even going to be necessarily in the way that we respond to that circumstance. Mm-hmm. Our identity is in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that died for us and saved us. So mm-hmm. we should feel very confident in who we are Mm -hmm. and and in what he's doing with us because we know that he has our best at heart Mm -hmm. and that's a you know not to launch this in a totally different direction but you know that word identity i guess in the time that we're talking time we're recording is kind of a hot button thing you know like where's my identity found in you know who am i what is my identity um and like some of the things we just throughout here when we're writing this is like you know as a man what what is your identity found in you know a lot of people can find it in their job their status like whether they're doing well in their job whether they're well respected by other people Um, you know maybe our identity is found in our marriage we're married to a great woman and we think she's really attractive and she's really well thought of other people and you know so like we have really high opinions of ourselves because our identity is you know i'm I'm a married man i'm married to a great woman everything is going great maybe your identity is found in being a father and to the point of this podcast you know your identity is found in i'm finally a father i always wanted to be a dad um you know we're happy my wife and i are ready to have this child you do have this child you know and two years later four years later you lose your child and there's, it can be a soul-searching period. If you found your identity in being a father mm. and you lost your child, there's those questions, those temptations of like, well, you're not a father anymore. Or, you know, were you ever a father? You know, were you a good father? What Where is your identity found there? And to your point, Gabe, 
the hope in Christ, the faith we have in Christ that comes from trusting him, going through that process of relying on him in your suffering shows you that your identity is not found in being a good guy, being a great friend, being a deacon at church, you know, being an honored businessman and well thought of guy. It's not found in being a great husband. It's not even found in being a father. It's found in being a child of Christ and being more Christ-like and working towards, like you said, pursuing the worthy goal of being Christ-like, pursuing the worthy goal of submitting your life to Christ, trusting Him in your suffering, in your good days, in your bad days, in the days that you just you don't know what to do. You know, you're putting your one foot in front of the other, going to work, coming home, being kind to your family, or maybe even being short with your family, and you're feeling convicted about that. Your identity is found in Christ. It's not found in, hey, I was kind of rude to my wife this morning, so I'm a bad husband. And you just fall down that slippery slope of, you know, just frustrating thoughts, bad thoughts about, you know, who you are and questions about who you are. You know, am I the person I thought I was and all that. Like, if you're a child of Christ and that's true. If you're a believer, that's true no matter what. So mm-hmm. that's true whether you're checking all the boxes and you're in great shape and everything's going perfectly well in your life. And it's true if you're struggling with alcohol, you're struggling with porn, you're struggling with other temptations, you know, you thinking about embezzling at work, maybe you have done something terrible, you have committed an affair, you're struggling with some other serious sin. If you're a believer, your identity is still found in Christ and you can repent of those things and turn to him and he can heal you. Doesn't mean you won't might, you may not have some consequences from those things and those mistakes. But your identity is still found in Christ and your restoration is in Christ from whatever the issue is. And so that's just incredibly comforting to me that you know, it doesn't matter like everything else in the world, your your status, your marriage status, your you know, your reputation, even the fact that you're a father, those things can change for one for one reason or one cause or another mm-hmm. but your identity being found in Christ is never going to change. Mm, that's so good, man. So, moving forward, you know, the the verses here, Romans 5, 1 through 5 also tell us that we should have full comfort in God when we lose a child because we know that he's in control of everything. He's going to bring good from the death of our child. He understands our pain. Again, we've talked about this in multiple episodes. Christ is his child. He lost his child. He willingly gave up Jesus so that we could become believers. We know that Christ and the Holy Spirit will comfort us in our suffering. We know he provides for us and he's there for us and he carries us through the pain. He carries us through the good days, through the bad days. We know he's our refuge when we have nowhere else to turn. We we just can't take it anymore and we feel like we don't know what to do. We can turn we can't turn to a friend, we can't tell our wives, we just feel completely isolated and stuck. We know that we can cry out to the Lord and He's there and He hears us. And and I'll say before you jump into the next point, like and that is okay to do. Like we've mm-hmm. talked about this before in other episodes about how mm-hmm. it's okay as a man to 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 have emotion and to cry out to God and to mm-hmm. confide in Him. I mean, read the Psalms, mm-hmm. right? And you're mm-hmm. gonna see a man, David. Mm-hmm doing just that and he was a man's man Mm -hmm. i mean this dude that's you know the 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 old saying about him back in the Mm -hmm. day was you know saul has killed his thousands david's his tens of thousands Mm -hmm. right so he was he was no joke he was Mm -hmm. a warrior right and um 
you know, as a kid, right, says he killed bears and lions with his mm-hmm. bare hands and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So this was he was he was a man's man, mm-hmm. and he also was okay pouring out his soul and unto God, mm-hmm. right? And and that's so important to get that stuff out, right? Because if you if not, if we hold it in, if we just bury it down, then that becomes a problem emotionally and honestly physically. I mean, as a as a mm-hmm. doctor chiropractic, I, I see this a lot in my in my practice with mm-hmm. people are going through stressful situations and they're just trying to keep it down and then they end up experiencing a lot of physical ailments because of them not being able to or willing to deal with the stress that they're under, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not only a mental thing, it's a spiritual thing, it's a physical thing if we just keep that down. So it's okay to cry out to the Lord and to mm-hmm. and that could be in prayer, right? Spending time with him in prayer just before him, man, I, I remember when we were going through our situation, our girls like, you know, six o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm up six fifteen. I'm I'm in I'm in a different room, on my knees. You know, mm-hmm. every morning, right? Just crying out to the Lord for my daughter's health and for peace because we had already lost you know one or two at the time and 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 that time was very important to me. You know, every day to like to start my day crying out mm-hmm. to the Lord and he was he, you know he's going to listen to you right mm-hmm. you may not you may not hear immediately from him um, because of all the other noise that's going on but you will right and mm-hmm. one way you can hear from him is 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 after you after you're praying right after you're crying out to him then then you spend some time in quiet and meditation listening and then also read his word. You mm-hmm. want to hear what God says? Read his word. It's right here. This is mm-hmm. his word. This is what he says. This is him speaking to you. And so that's another way. So mm-hmm. um, again, don't be afraid to to cry out to the Lord. It doesn't mean you're less of a man. It doesn't mean that you're a wuss or whatever. Like mm-hmm. he wants to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, and going right along with that, you know, we can go to Romans eight twenty eight, and you know, it talks about. We talk about having confidence in the Lord, you know, knowing that He's sovereign over evil, knowing that He's a refuge for us and He cares for us. Those verse, that verse says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. And there's a lot with this verse too, and not to get into it, but there's a lot of uh, people taking this out of context. <laughs> there's a lot of people sure. who are like, yeah. you know, all things work <clears throat> together for good. So that means. If I give a hundred dollars, I'm going to get a thousand dollars, and all the prosperity gospel junk out there. Um, and there's not even that; just like shallow faith, like you know, all things work together for good, so nothing bad's ever going to happen to me. That is not at all what this verse mm. is saying. So I just took I have an ESV Study Bible, and I took the note on that verse, and it says, "The good in this context does not refer to earthly comfort, but to conformity in Christ, closer fellowship with God." bearing good fruit for the kingdom and final glorification so that's glorification big word i know but it means you know sanctification it means being made perfect it means ultimate glorification means that when you die if you are a believer you are going to be restored in christ your body will ultimately be resurrected and you will live eternally with him and that's the greatest good is being able to spend eternity with Christ, worshiping him, rejoicing in what he's done for you and saving you from the sins that you committed and the 
right punishment for those sins. And let me just, jump in right yeah. there and say that it makes me think of that book, Infinite Game, which I just mm-hmm. read um, by uh, Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. Fantastic book about successful businesses and why they, the ones that are really, really strong, like their mindset and how it's just different than those that aren't. And mm-hmm. the thing that he talks about is that there you got to be looking like way down the road, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not. It's an infinite game where mm-hmm. you're constantly trying to get better and mm-hmm. chasing that worthy ideal, kind of like mm-hmm. we mentioned before. And I didn't take that quote from him earlier, but um, this makes me think of that too, and just in our life, and that everything that we go through, like we got to be looking, like, okay, what what am, what I'm going through right now? How is this going to make me more like Christ? A year down the road, five years down the road, ten years down the road, mm-hmm. fifty years down the road. Like, God is not only concerned with the details of our lives, like, Jesus is clear. He says, Mm -hmm. you know, God loves you more than sparrows, right? God loves you more than the lilies of the field. Like, he's going to clothe you and feed you. So he's looking out for our immediate needs. But then he's also ultimately, like, those, he's ultimately looking for that long-term goal, Mm -hmm. right, of Mm -hmm. conforming us to Christ. And, again, that's that's the process that we've talked Mm -hmm. about earlier. Yeah. So just to bring this whole series to a close here, you know, we can have confidence that our God is good. Amen. Our God is sovereign over evil. He's in charge of everything that ever happens, everything that will ever happen, everything that has ever happened. And he will make sure and he guarantees us that whatever happens, it will be for our good and ultimately for his glory. Amen. And I will just finish this up with, if you listen to us, maybe you've never listened to this show before, this is your first episode, or you just kind of jumping in like, Will can say that because Will has been in the fire and he's come out the other side. Hmm. Like he's not just saying that. He's not coming from a place where he's just where where he's telling you something that he hasn't been through before. And I think that's the thing. Like you can trust that we're telling you the truth here because we have been through this difficult situation, really difficult situation, and we know that these truths that we're telling you have applied to our lives and they still apply to our life. You know, I, I remember, I remember going through, you know, difficulties with, with the, with the girls and, and people coming up to me and saying these things that they were trying to be comforting and whatever. And they were saying all these like, you know, sayings or Bible verses or whatever. And they would be like, no, nah, I mean, I don't, I've never, you know, lost a child or never mm-hmm. had, never been what you've been through, but mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that, I hate to say it, but it didn't really give me a lot of encouragement when when people that hadn't been where I am were telling me stuff that they didn't know about. Okay, and that's that's prideful of me because again, God's word is good and it should apply no matter what. But I was young and I was in the middle of a difficult time and you know, I was struggling, right? So I had this kind of pride thing as well as some anger and resentment and bitterness and all this stuff going on in my heart. So I'm not saying that I was right in my judgment of them for trying to give me comfort and peace. But here's the deal. We've been where you are. Will's been where you are. And so you can you can trust him and you can believe him and you can hold on to the truth that he's telling you because it is a promise that, that will come true if you allow it mm. to, to take root. Yeah. yeah, that's true. 
Thank you guys for sticking with us through this series. We hope it was encouraging to you. Uh, we hope you got a lot from it and that it can point you closer to the Lord. So thank you for joining us today. Make sure you follow Lost Boys to Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're Lost Boys to Found Fathers on those. We are Lost Boys on Twitter. Or sorry, we're Boys Found on Twitter because Twitter is uh, weird and it wouldn't allow me to put the whole thing in there. So if you search Lost Boys to Found Fathers, you should be able to find us. Also check out Gabe's books. You got That Will Be Done, question mark, is on Amazon. And you have Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. And that's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Is that right? And Apple. Mm -hmm. And Apple. And also I have a book coming out, hopefully, yeah. by the fall. Yeah. Uh, it's been You heard it. A few you heard years. it here. Hold it yeah. to the fire. So, yes. Make him get it done. It's uh it's something that we're about to send to the whole publishing process and get going. So I'm excited about that. Hope you guys will check it out whenever it is finally available. So thank you for joining us today, guys. And let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.